Oh my gosh. I was like, where is this been <laughs> taking forever? I didn't see your text. Leave me waiting. Don't make me wait too long. Still waiting. <laughs> waiting that long. No, I was only here for like a half hour. Don't worry about it. Oh my God. Listen, but since this podcast is called Sound and Color, can we just, I don't really know what we're doing on this today. We're just going to flow and go. We're going to go and flow. But I really am feeling some type of way about this this Essence song and Justin Bieber being on it. Like, <laughs> it really bothers me. Like, well, we can talk about it. I don't know. Like, he doesn't <laughs> belong on the song. I saw somebody, my friend posted on um, Instagram. It was like, the song don't need no other, the song don't need no other body. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> But it really didn't. And then she was like, it's anti-black. And I'm like, I like low-key, high-key, middle-key agree. I wanted him on there, then it's not anti-black, right? I mean, but like, it's deeper than that. Like, music is, sometimes can be really political. And it's like, this was basically like, this was a Nigerian song by Nigerian artists. Why is Justin Bieber on it? Like, why did he feel the need to come and colonize the song? Like, he doesn't belong on it, period. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Conversations in Sound and Color. I am your host, Kaylin, and as you guys have already heard a little bit about, myself and my beautiful co-host, Ali Benet, will be discussing the hit song Essence with Wizkid and Tim's and Justin Bieber's unfortunate addition to the remix of the song. Really, it's more than that. And in this episode, you will come to understand the larger narrative behind his addition to the song. We dive into gentrification, we dive into colonization, we dive into the music industry and the history of Black people being overshadowed. So, grab a cup of tea, smoke a little joint, do whatever you need to do, but sit back and enjoy the show. Enjoy the candid conversation. Okay. Happy listening. I don't know. I just feel like this is... And I feel like if Justin Bieber, like, wants to be on a song, like, he's probably going to get his way. Like, in his, like, pull in the industry. Yeah, exactly. And once you said that, that's what made me think about it a different way. Because you're totally right. Maybe... Who knows? I mean, we don't know the details, but maybe Wizkid didn't reach out. And maybe Justin was like, oh, I want on this song. And Wizkid's like, wow, a big artist like JB? You know, like, let's let's do it. Or maybe Wiz's label was like that. You never know. So. Yeah. It does, I don't know. It does. Sorry, love. What are we saying? It does. Um, like, you, or like you were saying, white people do have this not, I hate to say pull, but this like um, hand in the industry to where they can just kind of get their way. Yeah, big hand. And I'm like, I mean, I, I don't think I would mind as much if it was like, you know, like her Chris Brown and like Wiz Khalifa song. But I think because it is like Nigerian artists and it's like Afro, you know, beats. African music, I think it just feels like 
even more so like ill why are you here the song was fire and it's it's always gonna be fire i'm never even gonna listen to his i never, i didn't even listen to it and i refuse to listen to it um <laughs> but i just he don't belong on it in my opinion you know i just feel like you know and we also have to talk about how um being african has become a trend for people mm you know, African culture, the dancing, the the food, the, the clothing, you know, the body type. All yeah. of a sudden, um, you know, African-Americans primarily from Africa that moved here once were shunned and treated so fucking horrible. And now all of a sudden, people are um, treating their culture as if it's a, a trend, you know. Yeah. Loving the burn a boy, loving the way the way. Mm-hmm. A fact. So, you know, white people, once they see a little something. They want to feel, they feel excluded and they want to feel included. They don't want to feel left out. And then the inclusion turns into a takeover and turns into um, a stealing. (laughs) Literally. Of it. And it's just like, you know, yeah, Justin Bieber, you can dance to this. You can, you know, you can play this in your home but you don't need to like (laughs) join in on you can respect it and appreciate it and love that it's a great song a popular song but why are you trying to jump on it it's fine as it is and like that's just like the narrative for i just feel like how this whole country is set up and how colonization has happened like when i said he he colonized this song he really fucking did (laughs) and i'm like if we really and that's funny because um a lot of old heads out here or the more seasoned folk out here will like will really say like white people are in right now and my hairdresser said it my mom says it like we this is new for us to be trendy and like popping like this and i mean we we know that we've always been in and like popping but like not in um a way where that was kind of like represented and shown um and now it is and uh blackness is definitely becoming a trend and you know i feel like anytime something is like you know new and hot it's gonna get exploited and it's just gonna get like um i don't know like i feel like the like watered down in a sense like like him just me being on that song is watering it down (laughs) it's it's diluting the flavor (laughs) just like when all of the black dancers left TikTok because they were tired of fucking white people taking their dance every week. Oh, yeah, and then getting more views. And then getting all of the views. And it's like, A, why is this happening? Why do white people have such a takeover spirit? And why is credit never given where credit is due? Or why is it that a white person has to spearhead something for it to be um seen as cool or trendy you know yeah when it was already trendy before exactly and it's like why can't you you know respect and admire uh but just you know like stay in your own lane you know (laughs) it's it is it's fucking something yeah you had justin you had peaches with give on like that's hell okay there you go like you know (laughs) yeah Take that. You, you don't come with the night. Don't come for the Nigerians now. Like, come on. <laughs> it's too much. 
You had Peaches with Usher and Giveon. He just want to be black. Like that's what it is. <laughs> he just and I I feel like I don't know. There's like so many different ways to see this, you know. And who knows, like you said, like we don't know the real we don't know like the little intricacies of how it came to be and like what the mentalities were and yada yada yada. But like, you know, I don't know. I just really like this song and I was just tight to see it that he jumped on and like I feel like the way now that I'm thinking about it, because the person that I compare Justin Bieber to a lot is Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Personality, but JT always stayed in his lane. Like we knew JT was for the culture, but JT wasn't the try hard, you know? Mm-hmm. JT was in was the instinct and like doing his thing and then you know hopping on records with certain black artists, but there's a difference between how him and um, Justin Bieber approach, you know, being in an R&B space with that is uh, majority black. And I feel like the way JT did it was a lot more effortless, was like, yeah, I'm still a white boy. I'm just cool as hell. (laughs) Versus Justin um, Bieber, like really, really being a culture vulture. Yes. Oh, that's the that's the whole that <laughs> word sums up the whole way I I feel about what has been going on with this. Yeah, it's like let's just not turn this into a oh, where this record is being nominated um at the Grammys. Yeah, Justin Bieber. You know, like that. <laughs> that would make me. Oh. You know, because it was it was hot before that. You know, so, so hot before that. It's not hotter, so like let's not. Or like, yes, see, like here, what would get me, what would get me really upset is similar, like seeing, like if I were to be hearing this version all the time now, like oh no, (laughs) oh please no, or like the Justin Bieber version all the time, like if I were to be hearing that around and like club people playing in their cars, I mean, I don't think people were gonna be fucking with that in Philly, but like. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. But like other places, I don't know. I would just hate to hear that all, you know, everywhere, like on the radio. You know, it's going to get mad radio play probably that version. Oh, yeah, because it's more digestible for for white people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like, ooh, just let us have something, you know? Right? It's like, uh, uh, it's upsetting. But, you know, uh, you know, it's, um, We'll see how it progresses um, in the awards realm and the play realm. Yeah. But, and it seems yeah. like... It's part I of mean, a bigger, bigger narrative, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And this has happened to a lot of major Black artists. Like, as soon as a Black artist gets big, like, even... Ooh, I hope I don't get canceled for saying this. Nicki Minaj, <laughs> you know? As soon as Nikki got big, you know, she started having songs with these really, I mean, granted, Nikki's going to be hot or whatever she's fucking on, but she started having a lot more um, features with these really whack <laughs> white artists. Like who? Like, oh, I can't, I want to say, I'm just not a big fan of them. They're Maybe they're not whack, but like Ariana Grande, um... But someone else she did a song with as well. And just like all of a sudden, as soon as a black rapper gets hot, all of a sudden, like all these white pop stars want to reach out and have them drop a verse on their corny ass song. So mm. <laughs> they can make it hot. And 
the list mm. goes on and on. Like, I'm not really um, thinking right now off the top of my head, but I know if I went to my Spotify, I could name at least 10 artists easily <laughs> that hopped on some whack shit and made it hot. Yeah. Whether it's- and like, who's getting the majority of the majority of the um, money and all this? I mean, probably the songwriter, but like, it's not even about, it's not even just about the money. It's also about the recognition, you know? And, and at that point, usually when these artists are hopping on these songs, that's usually when they would get noticed. Speaking from my own experience, by the white girls and boys in my high school growing up, mm-hmm. no, they wouldn't really, they didn't know who Nikki was when she was doing Five Star Chick and, you know, <laughs> mixtape, you know, Playtime is over. They didn't know that Nikki. But when she came mainstream and started hopping on joints with, you know, the girls, the whites, everyone, then they wanted to claim they was a Nikki fan. And I'm sure the same thing is going to happen with WizKid. I don't know. It's just, ugh. 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 Is Nikki, did Megan, um, did Nikki really reach out to you? What was it, Megan Trainer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, I love your music and I really want to be on your shit. <laughs> was it really like I have to hop on this? Or were. Or was some big record producer like, you know what would give you a lot of flair, Little Miss White Girl? <laughs> if we put a hot rapper on your song. Mm-hmm. To make it cool, because we just can't really get that sound. Because, you know, that's what they did with, that's like yeah. rock. Like, a lot of rock bands like the Rolling Stones and stuff um, would have Black backup singers in order to get that sound like that depth that soul that like really where the music lies really where the heart of music lies is in the black voices and the black spirit and a lot of rock bands had black backup singers so they can kind of get that sound and it's like but would you ever know their names no would anyone ever think that you know there was black voices in um what's that song give me shelter by the rolling stones like um no one would ever think that that you know no one would ever no one's checking for that. They're just like, oh, this is Rolling Stones and not hardcore rock and roll. And yeah, rock and roll. Woo-hoo. But it's like, there's no credit being given to what's really um, making the song like resonate or like really bringing um, a different level to the music. Yeah, for real. Like everyone will talk about like Elvis, but Bo Diddley was a rock star in the 50s that didn't get enough credit because he was a black man, you know? So. It's always been a stealing the sound, stealing our songs, watering it down. Every like old black um, biopic from, you know, about an artist from that, what is it, the 50s, 70s, 60s, 70s eras, mm-hmm. always has at least one scene showing a white band stealing their song. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because that's all that would happen back then, you know, and it's fucking sad to see. And even still now, but it's like subliminal. They don't have to necessarily go out and steal the complete track. It's become like we're talking about right now. Like, oh, Justin Bieber hopping on the track, yeah. hopping on a hot track, like <laughs> somewhere where he does not belong. No, no, no. I don't know if they. Will ever be able to get their own space? 
Instinct. They don't know how. Because what, what did you say earlier? Like, um, that taking spirit. What did you call it? What, taking space? No, you were like, the, um, I forgot what you said. But you were talking, you were like speaking to why people always needed to like take some shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I forget what it was, but that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Capacity for me. But I'm like, what? Like, what is that? To your question earlier, you were, like, you know, asking, like, what that, what is, like, why are people, why do white people always feel the need to, like, steal some shit? Like, is it, I don't know, like, a searching almost for something um, and not really knowing how to find it, so. The searching and an entitlement of I Mm. always get my way and I can always be a part of anything I want to and no one ever is going to question my being there. Yeah. You know, a white person usually doesn't have to question this, what type of space they're about to walk into. Very, so, very, and they're very oftentimes very unaware mm-hmm. of the spaces um, that they're in. I remember I was at the beach with um, some of my old housemates and one of them, um, I was like the only black, it was like a beach, some beach in Jersey, I forgot what it was called, Margate, I think. Um, but I was like the only black person. I think I was literally the only black person there. And of course, I immediately knew that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was made very aware right away. And then, but I was still, you know, still gonna enjoy myself, you know, in the sun, in the sand, having a good time. <laughs> and I'm in the ocean, and I was just, I like mentioned it to my old housemate, and she like looked around. She's like, "Oh, I didn't even know." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "They don't, yeah, they don't." be picking up on things like that mm-hmm. but like we have to you know they never go yeah. in this usually where they're the it's pretty aware a white person goes into a space and they're the only right white person yeah yeah and it's um i don't know it's just retiring it is and i'm just not reading it says essence is the first nigerian song in history Oh my! Top one hundred and global two hundred. So the fact that he just couldn't let the people have this, like my Nigerian kings, like. (sighs) I think that's why it was extra for me because this was like two Nigerian (laughs) artists like making this dope ass song, and then his crusty ass is on it all of a sudden. Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) For what? He just slithered in there. And let them have this one. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, uh, you know, definitely a bigger narrative of um, taking up space where really you could just be taking admiration for. Um, mm. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are gonna make a like. I know a lot of people feel some type of way about it because I just saw it today on my like Spotify homepage. And then, like I said, I had a friend who posted this song didn't need no other body on it. So, like, <laughs> already, like, I'm seeing stuff about it. So I feel like a lot of people are going to feel some type of way about it because of the nature of the song and, like, the artists and all that. Um, and, yeah, I'd like to see how this progresses um, and what people think about it. Yeah, same. I think a lot of... The black, I think black Twitter will probably eat it up if it hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like, what? 
JB, not even a soulful white boy. Like right. Like, but like, is there even any in the industry right now? Any blue-eyed <laughs> soul in the industry right now? I don't really think that's, so. That's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of someone. I feel like there's Yeba to me. She's a woman, but there's I feel like there's not that I know of at least. Um, any male, you know, blue-eyed soul artist, which for those of y'all that don't know what that means, it just basically means like like a like a Tina Marie, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like a white person who just has a soulful, deep I'll be forgetting you know. she was off white. <laughs> I like I think her music is very okay. Like I don't really I Portuguese like love, like I don't like that song. Whoopsies. But there there are some other songs that I definitely I'm like, okay, Tina. Shit with Rick James. They used to go off. Fire and Desire. I know that their shit was crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I T Wars that one year, her and Rick, they was both sweating, they both looked crazy. <laughs> they was going off though. The um the vibe was definitely there. Yeah. So I'm like that's so rare though to get somebody like Tina Marie who's just be, be, and what what I think the thing that why Tina Marie was so accepted by black people and everybody um was just how she always remained like authentic within herself because she was never like trying to like be black or like trying to you know be yeah. a culture vulture. I mean you know I feel like most people aren't trying to be a culture vulture culture vulture um it's a very subconscious like form of racism like microaggressions mm-hmm. but I feel like with Tina Marie I mean I don't know that much about it because it's a different era but I feel like she kind of just moved in the space in a very like natural way it wasn't like trying hard it wasn't like you were saying about, about jt like yeah she wasn't trying hard she was just being she was just you know using her gift and you know <laughs> vibing with who was vibing with it <laughs> exactly she wasn't she wasn't working too hard at it you know? yeah, <laughs> she was being authentic i think that's really hard for a lot of white people to do is like be authentically themselves because they're so you know i think a lot of them can be really confused and who who that is because in my opinion, we won't get too, you know, deep into the spiritual nature of it all. But it is a detachment from spirit, you know, mm. for a lot of people. And that's not even just any of the white people. It's anybody. You know, I feel like if you're really kind of confused on or lost on who you are, what you're doing, da, 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 like, you know, is some detachment from, you know, the oneness within the spirit, the soul. It definitely is a attachment and i mean these are people who have stolen land have stolen people so <laughs> the thief the thievery <laughs> is the thievery it's embedded let me stop let me stop uh, i know it's fine the thievery it is it's ingrained it's, it's ingrained in, it's in there and but i yeah. think partially like why I don't listen to I do I get into some rock I get into you know some indie some alternative but I don't listen to a lot of like mainstream white pop music because I just can't relate to it it just Mm. doesn't tell a story to me and if it does tell a story it's like the same I don't know it's like the same story over and over (laughs) For me, it's the sound. Like, it doesn't even... The lyrics could be, like, popping off. They could be talking about something real cute and deep or whatever. But for me, the sound is, like, 
very high pitch and I don't really like it. Yeah, it's hard for me to digest. Relate. <laughs> yeah, and digest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Most Def has a song called uh, Rock and Roll that like speaks really all about what we were just talking about. <laughs> at least, Ooh. at least in the realm of like rock, rock, uh, like what you were saying with like Boo Diddley, um, and what I was saying about the Rolling Stones. Like that song kind of embodies all of it. So, if you guys are Most Def fans, my baby daddy. <laughs> He's my favorite rapper. Like, I love his music. I listen to his whole discography. Like, there's only, there's like three artists who I've listened to their whole discography. And Sade and Most Def are two of them. Sade, Most Def, and who else? Who else who I listen to their whole discography? Hmm. I mean, I feel like definitely, well, I'm, it's not just three, really. I'm lying. Cause I feel like a lot of new people right now don't have that much stuff. So it's not hard to listen to their discography. <laughs> um, but in like terms of like people who've kind of been in, in the industry for a minute, um, so they have like a pretty expansive uh, discography. Most of that day, who else? There has to be one more person. Um, oh, D'Angelo. Oh, Maxwell. <laughs> really? You've listened to all Ma- Maxwell's records? I love Maxwell. <laughs> well, actually, I don't think on his latest album, I've, I might have listened to the whole album. I listened to definitely like at least half of it. I'm not sure about the whole thing. I love Maxwell. I remember when I had my first little little heartbreak at the tender age of eleven. I used to get pretty wings over and over again. Uh, the moment when I when pretty wings finally made sense to me, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Wow! Whoa! Like that shit really took me to another level of like moving moving on." Yeah, I used to play that out. I was like, "Damn, Justin hurt me when I was in the sixth grade." Ah, not Justin. <laughs> But um, yeah, damn! I got now. I got to listen to all Max. It's he's definitely a wonderful artist. Mm-hmm. I love me so, and he's like he's definitely um, what's this? What's this? Underrated? I feel. Oh yeah, I feel like for sure. I feel like, like he deserves more love. Definitely. I would say for. I heard me. he's bi. I already got a boyfriend. Really? Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, which I'm not surprised. He always came across as like a metrosexual or whatever that word is called, <laughs> whatever that term is called. When there's like this like uh, stylish urbanite from the '90s, like metrosexual. I feel like that was a very '90s term. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> All of '90s. He's very sensual. He's very sexual. Um, so there's no surprise for me. All 90s artists, I feel like, um, had that little metrosexual vibe going on. <laughs> I I'm here for it, though. They was looking fine as hell. But he has some... He Maxwell was on another level, I feel. <laughs> yeah. He There's this one performance where he looks so cute. Um, he has these, like, little braids in and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? I think it was, like... I don't think it was unplugged. It might have been. It might have been. But, um... He was looking real fly and real fine. Looking fly, looking fine. Mhm. Wait, who have you listened to their whole discography? Um, Erica Badu. Oh, that yeah. Her actually. Okay, so keep going. Her Lauren Hill and. Where about what album? <laughs> <laughs> she got 
Oh, true, 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 true. You're right, you're right. <laughs> you got, she gave us something, you know, she gave us two. Did you hear her song with Nas? Yeah, that's why I wanted to put it behind my um my video. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so good. I'm going to have to make a new routine just to put that song behind something. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah, those. How many people do I say? Lauren, Erica, someone else. Like some other artists that <laughs> they're not as popular now, but in the early 2000s, I was a big Lloyd fan. So, Lloyd, <laughs> <laughs> not to be laughing. No, I just I just feel like I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> so yeah, I used to love Lloyd, and then he then he dubbed me at his concert. <laughs> I said I got so close to him. Um, like he was like right there next to me, and I said, "Lloyd," and he looked over, and bro, he kept walking backstage. He didn't stop to take a picture or nothing. I was like, <laughs> and after that, my love for Lloyd was over. Damn, it, it happens quick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if I met an artist that I really, you know, liked their music and they were a dickhead in person, like it would be, it's a dub for me. I wouldn't okay. be able to. Yeah. But contrary, contrary to that, I met Smino and I've listened to all his <gasps> albums. Ah! And he was cool as hell. He gave me a little hug. Aww. So wait, how many albums does Smino have? Two or three? You know, damn. He got got a mix. Fuck. <laughs> he has two albums, but then he has like some other little like mixtapes. I don't even know if they're all considered. Because he's got Black Swan, Noir, and then he has, like, I want to say he had, like, some other mixtapes, too. But it's me, my boy. I love him. You know, yeah, I, I finally listened to Black Swan. If y'all haven't listened to Black Swan by Smino, Ali put me on. I've listened to, like, I heard, like, probably four songs before, or, like, when it came out. But I, excuse me, I just recently listened to the whole thing, and I was like, this whole thing is fire. Yes, I like play Black Swan like once or twice a week. Still, I'm such a diehard Smee fan. But I love that he's so. I love his style. Mm-hmm. And his little St. Louis accent. Yeah, yeah. He gives me authenticity. I feel like I don't know with so many artists now. It's like just all trying to just be this thing that they think that they need to be. Um, yeah, he is himself through and through. Yeah, so much respect to the artists that are able to like stay true to them and never you know mold to something that they think they should be um that because that creates the best sounds period yeah i always worry like i'd be so glad when the artists are getting big but at the same time i'd be like you're gonna change you're gonna stay the same right you're gonna stay the same <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> people can't stay the same because as you evolve you know I hate to be cliche your music will evolve and it'll change because those stories you once were telling you will no longer be able to relate to there's actually there's an artist from Philly who radiance little shout out I suppose um I really maybe you've seen her yeah you probably have I've seen her um she the way she spits is fucking beautiful like her delivery is definitely I was reading it was some article I think that she posted on her Instagram but um like saying that she's like this cross between like MC Light Lauren Hill 
And I personally think she had like a little, little Kim vibe. I mean, she is a cancer radiance, and so is Lil Kim. Um, so mm-hmm, makes sense. But she, I could see her really getting um, some some traction uh, yeah. and picking up and being a amazing conscious black woman rapper. Like, I could yeah. really see that for her, and I want to see more. Oh, she was she was dope. What'd you say? Sure. I think I've seen her at the village. I've seen her at the village before. She was. Oh yeah, probably definitely. Yeah. So I think she definitely should get some more traction too. Is she on Spotify? Let me let me find out. (laughs) I know her. She had like one track that um, I was really vibing with at the at a jam. So I've been. I gotta investigate. (laughs) Investigation investigate yeah for sure. yeah i've been missing a lot of shows lately uh, i was supposed to go out last night to a little outdoor show but didn't happen i won't get into why mm-hmm. maybe on a separate phone call <laughs> <laughs> on a private line <laughs> oh, <hello>. oh. <laughs> um but yeah you know music is definitely um a very powerful thing, a very um, influen- influential thing, like, if not one of the biggest influences, um, because it's something that, biggest artistic influences, because it's something that everyone has such an easy access to. Um, and that is just like literally everywhere. <laughs> um, so, with the, I don't know, with the influence it has, you know, I just, hate to see um it continue in this uh you know in this or like black artists to continue in this um space of uh intrusion like it's uh it's sickening to see and you know hopefully people you know start to become more aware of like trends and things like this things like Justin Bieber hopping on this hot track like and kind of just like rejecting it a little bit, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think white folks need to chill. <laughs> just chill. Our, let us have our culture. Let us have our moment. Yeah, and that's and it's not to say that like black artists can't mix with white artists and like y'all, you know, music can't be created together and. It's not saying that I, we're, we're not saying that at all, but it's like when it comes to something like this, when it is like what you were saying about this being the first Nigerian so- song to kind of uh, break the charts in the way that it, the way mm-hmm. that it did, like, and then for him to, from like this, you know, I almost said random, he's not random, but like for Justin Bieber to come on the song and, you know, do whatever it's going to do with it is just kind of um you know doesn't sit right it doesn't sit right um but you know we're definitely here for collabs for like initial collabs we're not jumping on some shit that already was (laughs) so yeah it's very much giving overtones of gentrification like for example harlem a city in or a neighborhood, excuse me, a neighborhood in New York that is deeply rich with history and music 
um, and culture, uh, and, and thus, you know, that energy of that, uh, of all, of all those things mixed together, you know, tends to, uh, the energy of authenticity and coolness, which we kind of already talked about earlier, that it's really hard for white people to naturally have that. It's not impossible. Some do, but most don't. (laughs) So people are, white people are drawn to that because they don't have that within themselves. So they want to, they start to, you know, want what we created and then they just, you know, move in. They move into the space that has um, been, you know, safe for us. Um, and, they, and they move in and they hike up the prices and, you know, they take what they want and they leave the people who have been vibing there and, you know, laughing there and loving there. Um, it, those people are, you know, left out on the streets. They're left in shelters. Um, or just, you know, uprooted. So it's just the the energy of, you know, the roots of something authentic being stripped away um, because of, you know, an encroachment on the space. Oh, you know what? But it's really interesting learning more about, um, like, Yoruba. I might be saying that wrong, uh, so don't quote me. But tradition um and like learning i know very 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 little but learning about like different orishas and like some of the songs that like burn a boy is making like mm-hmm. and some of the songs that beyonce has made like has a lot of like the dance movements like in single ladies and like yeah the the chanting kind of and some of burn a boy's m- music is rooted to you know uh nigerian culture and Yoruba tradition Um, and it's like deeply spiritual deeply um, you know connected to the elements and to the ancestors and um, yeah it's just a very sacred space like a very very sacred space Um, African music Nigerian music um, all that so it's just you know no one uh we don't need that. We don't need. <laughs> we don't need the narrative of of you know of colonization and you know of intruding to be continued. Like we really need to start to break these cycles. Um, and you know what? I think that would be a good segue to our next episode. Maybe we can talk about. Um, breaking behavioral patterns and breaking um you know cyclical patterns that we experience as individuals because we can't expect any kind of um systematic change or any kind of um you know environmental change of like you know any kind of big change that's that's very necessary like immediately we can't we can't expect to see any of it if we're not working on ourselves on individual uh level and you know that's the whole like the revolution will not be televised that means that you know the real work is off screen like the the real work is you know you working to change learn lessons uh receive blessings and uh evolve and you know 
change for the better. Um, Period. Yeah, so you're not out here, you know, trying to, like, steal shit from other people or, like, <laughs> so you're not out here searching for something outside of yourself, so you're not out here as being a fucking menace to society <laughs> and menace to music <laughs> or whatever. Menace to music, because it, it be feeling like that. <laughs> it really do. So next week. Bye. Next Bye. week. Yeah, we're going to try to get some consistency in this. So we're going to try to make it a little shorter. <laughs> We, yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably, yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to make it a little bit shorter. Um, we're gonna try to keep it to like thirty minutes, maybe. 30. I think that's cute. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we really, we had a lot to say this time. <laughs> I had a lot. I came in hot with it. <laughs> Outro. Outro. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Conversations in Sound and Color. Um. Yeah, so we're going to be on here together a lot more because we have fixed our little quality issue that we were having before. Um, So we're definitely going to be talking or having more conversations in sound and color together um, with, you know, yeah, talking about music, talking about um, emotions, feelings, politics, probably not because I don't even understand politics, but like... I don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but like everything else, we're going to be talking about it. <laughs> okay, y'all. Peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned. Hello. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, that means that you won the prize of um, winning my appreciation. <laughs> I really uh, am so grateful for the listeners on this podcast. Alia and I will be really, really, really working toward more consistency with this creation of ours because we care and we want to grow it and put more energy into it to see what it can become. We feel we have a lot to say and we love to talk. (laughs) And as you guys have seen, we have a pretty cute rapport. So we're in store to give you more (laughs) so tune in next week for more love more light more chattering all of it all right have a great beautiful week peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned so go in peace